You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach. It's almost August. Who'd have thunk it? And welcome to the podcast, Five Things That Make Life Better. First, I want to talk about Terry in Overland Park, Kansas. He communicated with me about fried chicken, and I think these are fighting words. The best fried chicken in the world, he says, is at a place called Stroud's. He said it's to die for, Stroud's in Overland Park, Kansas. Terry, thank you for letting me know. Now, now of course, Overland Park, where I've been, which is very nice, is on my bucket list. And the reason I bring this up is if you want to connect with me and send me your replies, this is meant to be an interactive podcast. These are words that we wouldn't have known 10, 15 years ago, but we are an interactive podcast. What I'm saying is if you reach out, it would make me happy too. And uh, something as important and vital and serious as the best fried chicken is something that's likely to be mentioned on air. Now, without further ado, this week's five things. Okay, number one, my prayer strings. There is probably a proper name for what I'm talking about, and the picture is up on the website, lisabernbach.com, but I have four grimy, grimy ribbons or strings around my left wrist. They were uh, attached on my wrist in March of 2017 in uh, Cambodia and in Thailand, and they are meant to be good luck and they are meant to not be taken off. And as I look at these increasingly ratty strings, I think, gosh, you know, (laughs) maybe they've already done their good stuff. Maybe now they're going bad. Maybe I'm getting bad luck from them. But God forbid I take them off because I am that superstitious. And I'm embarrassed to tell you I'm superstitious, but right now these strings are protecting me. And what they are is protecting me from looking clean because I think they look gross, but I've worn them black tie, white tie, no tie. They they are on my wrist until they fall off, unless one of you knows something that you could share with me about wearing these ratty strings, which I know are a thing that tourists get when they travel to temples in Southeast Asia. I know that. Number two, who else loves a simple white washcloth? They make me so happy. I don't even understand. But the other day I was washing my face with my fingers and my facial cleanser, one of two. And then I was rinsing my face and I realized I have a washcloth here and the abrasiveness of a washcloth and the fact that you can sort of see what was on your skin, but didn't really want to investigate too closely that you can see that on a washcloth too makes it something I like. So you know that I read a sport and a pastime by James Salter and I really found it moving and really maybe more for the writing than the content, but I loved it. And this week I've decided to listen to a book only because I had all these audible credits and I I feel like I'm never, I'm like Lucille Ball on the chocolate factory floor. I'm never going to catch up to all my credits. 
So I downloaded The End of the Affair by Graham Greene. And I probably was influenced by the fact that Mr. Darcy, oh, I mean, Colin Firth is the narrator. And it feels, he's got such a beautiful voice and it feels so intimate as if he's just telling me the story. I have to say, I prefer to read a book with pages because then I'm in charge of the pace and I can go back a page if I want to read something again or check something or some character's name or whatever. But I have these credits. It is Colin Firth. I'd seen both movies made inspired by the end of the affair. There was an old one with Deborah Carr and a more recent one with Julianne Moore and uh, Ray Fiennes and very sad, romantic, melodramatic. Anyway, I recommend it to you. And again, if you have any book recommendations, audio or papero, just let me know. Curious. Number four, the thing that is good is shame. Seriously, shame. I really think we need more shame in this world because shame is a almost a bodily manifestation, whether it's blushing or sweating or whatever your body does that reminds you you've done something maybe wrong may be uncomfortable, may be insensitive. It's our super ego telling us to straighten up. That's what I think anyway. I don't have the scientific proof, but that's what I believe. And I am not the only one who's aware that there is a shame deficit in this country. When I was a little girl, people were shamed, embarrassed, mortified. There were, there were certain norms that we followed. Now people lie, they're brazen about it, they lie in public, on television, in any any platform they have, then they lie about lying. One day we're told that a certain source in the news is totally reputable and fabulous, and the next day we're told, huh, he's a lifelong liar. I mean, it's crazy time. Shame would put us back in line. There'd be no Sean Spicer, no Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kellyanne Conway, no TMZ, no Real Housewives or their Slovenian sister, Melania Trump. Think about it. Number five, and there is no shame in the way I admire him, of course, Robert Mueller. He is maneuvering through a universe of such bad behavior and such self-interest that I wish him all the best. I wish him a good weekend, as I wish to all of you. See us on iTunes. Bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers. <laughs>